Hello. And we're back. We are back. Boston's big podcast, week number two. I am Easty, as you might remember. I am Jack Bardsley, a.k.a. John Lawrence. Mr. Whatever you prefer. Mr. Boston's big four. That's right. That's right. A lot to get to today. We got... We got a lot to pick up on from last week. Uh, we have a lot of topics to get to, from Paul Pierce's retirement to some hockey talk, trade deadline talk. Uh, we got some socks talk. Speaking of hockey talk, to get it up, up one to one, one to one early in the first period. Yep, real early, and. Uh, yeah, we got some Sox talk, pitches and catches reported today. Uh, Exciting stuff. We got. Some I think all of them are there. All the players are there now. Pretty much, yeah. except for Pedroia. Yeah, still recovering. That's what, so we're gonna put Blake Swihart at second base. Is that what he that's said? What, that's what they're talking about. <laughs> they were just yeah. Uh, that they really messed that kid up. I feel like they should bring uh, should bring back. He came out as a, he came out of college as a or out of, out of high school as a shortstop. And he got switched to a catcher, then he was in left field, then he was playing corner infield, now he's going to be at second base. He, <laughs> he don't, I don't know, he's lost. <laughs> he can hit. He can. But they don't know what to do with him defensively. Yeah, maybe they're lost. Yeah, <laughs> I guess Maybe so. he lost his glove. <laughs> maybe that's that what it was. That must be it. Maybe that's he good. lost his glove. He definitely lost, he lost his catcher's equipment a while ago. So he's borrowing everyone else's gloves. <laughs> he's borrowing Pedroia's now. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, so we're going to start with some, uh, with some Boston Celtics, Paul Pierce to the rafter talk. Yep. Uh, the one good thing that happened for the Celtics on Sunday yes. and it was great. The ceremony was great. Game. Like game, you said, game was not, game so was great. awful. Started off great. It started the game off was real nice. straight up disrespectful to Paul Pierce and Rondo and KG and doc and all the legends that were in the building. They did not come to see that kind of performance. No. And you would have thought the team would have got up a little more for that game. Especially, and maybe they just took it, maybe it was like, uh, as as they say with the Pats, it was, uh, what do they What do they say, when you don't play up play up to your team? Don't play down to your competition? or No. Play up. Um, like, uh, um, like when you play like the Browns. A trap yeah. week. Trap. Trap. Week. Trap game. I think they would think. Maybe because it was a whole new roster. Yeah. Cavaliers just g threw everyone out to yeah. the Wolves, pretty much. And uh, and for everyone who was saying the Cavs <laughs> lost the trade deadline, I don't think I don't think they lost. I think they got a lot better, obviously, after that game. At least that was well, the best game they've had all year. Definitely their best game this year. Uh, but who knows? Maybe who knows? It's one game. A lot of people are overreacting about it. It's just one game. They Chris, beat the crap out of us. On Paul Pierce night, and it sucks. And, and maybe, LeBron was over there smiling on the sidelines, having a great time. J.R. Smith, they're all dancing around, you know, having a great time. But it's one game. And maybe they, that, could, they could go back to sucking. Exactly. Who knows? Week. So Time will tell. So, time will tell. Don't hit the panic button yet. But once that atrocious game ended, somehow all the fans sat through it, probably because they paid 300 dollars for the ticket. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they didn't go there to see the Celtics get blown out. No. So they... everyone stuck around and watched the Paul Pierce tribute. And what did you think about the tribute? Um, 
I mean, it was very lengthy. It was lengthy, but I didn't mind that. No. Some people no. said it was too long. I thought I didn't want it to end, honestly. I thought K- the fact that they didn't k- give KG a microphone. I was waiting was, for yeah. him to get a microphone. <laughs> maybe, maybe they didn't because. It would have gone two hours. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, they. You, you remember the stories that KG and Paul talking back in the day when they oh, first man. came up together. Yeah. When, they still hang out every week, I guess. Yeah, I they, mean, they're like, they're bros. Oh, yeah. So it was good to see KG there. It was good to see Antoine Walker back in the building. Yeah, a little out of shape, but <laughs> Antoine Walker is a building, I yeah. should say. Yeah. <laughs> they used a forklift to bring him in. <laughs> oh, man. He went downhill fast. How much of that $108 million he blew did he spend on food? Oh, <laughs> half on food and half on gambling. Oh, poor Antoine. Uh, yeah, I know. Poor poor <laughs> Antoine. But he made it out. I'm, he made I'm it hoping out. He got... just gave him a shout-out, said, you were the one that started this whole thing when I got here, so I thought that was good. Hell yeah, he gave him his props. And, uh, you know, I mean, you could even tell. Paul even said at one point, um, I, just, I said I wasn't going to do it, and he started crying. I mean, yep. it was kind of hard not to. That was when he started talking about his kids. Yeah, I mean... He was like, I didn't want to cry, but when you start talking about the kids, it gets you know, a little emotional. <laughs> exactly, and I mean, the kids, they were they were young when it when we brought the championship home, but Well, his they, son, his son still doesn't really understand like everything that, you know, what his career is about. Yeah. If you saw him during the ceremony, he was like dancing all over the place oh, yeah, and he throwing the phone, his hands. He had stuff. the phone one hand. And they asked, they asked Pierce afterwards. They were like, "What's the first thing you said to your son when you got in the car after?" He was like, ten years from now, you're gonna watch this footage and be like, "What the hell was I doing?" <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was it was a great ceremony. I mean, hearing Doc speak, hearing Doc, Wick. Doc's speech was good. He's a good speaker. He is, and uh, Wick. Wick, Wick, Danny, John. yeah, all of them. All the speeches were good. Yeah, and um, who else? Scal was there. He didn't speak. No, White Mamba. <laughs> White Mamba was there, of course. He's always there because he works with Sun. But and Paul, Paul was real good. I mean, he gave Tuan his props. He gave everyone their props. Oh yeah, you know, everyone that everyone that made it out there to support him, he supported uh, them. Ray Allen wasn't able to make it because he was golfing with George Lopez. Yep. More important things to do, I guess. Supposedly. <laughs> which, uh, he just... Unbelievable. I guess week two, we go right back to Instagram. Apparently, he just posted something a little while ago saying on Instagram that he's got love for Paul Pierce. Oh, he did post something. All right. Because people were getting all over him for not posting something on Sunday. Because he wasn't there. And he post- during the ceremony, he posted a picture of him and George Lopez golfing. And he said, congratulations to my buddy George Lopez for his hole-in-one or something. Yeah, good for like George. A, yeah, good for George Lopez. No one cares, buddy. Yeah, go back <laughs> to Paul doing Pierce's your sitcoms. <laughs> Man. Yeah, that's... Uh... So we thought the, the Ray thing, we thought we were over that, but it seems like he's kind of still... You know, Ray's, he's, Ray's he's a still petty... He's still self-absorbed asshole that he was. Yeah, he's a petty individual. <laughs> he's yep. definitely petty. Yeah. And uh, I don't think... I think he's he only posted that probably because all the backlash. Because all the backlash... You, I can tell you firsthand, Ray doesn't like backlash. He blocked me on Instagram like five years ago, and I'm still blocked. So, <laughs> free Jack. Hey, hey, actually, no. everyone DM Ray Allen, tell him to unblock at JL Bards on Instagram. Or we, you know, whatever. We can all get blocked now. <laughs> yeah. And Ray. Can or we get can all screwed. just talk shit to him and get blocked. Yeah. Because he can't take it. It's uh, I mean, it's a shame because you know you wanted, you wanted him. 
I mean, that was while they were here, they were all a, a brotherhood. Yeah. But, I mean, you hear the stories. You hear the Ray, stories. Ray was kind of more to himself. Yeah, Ray I was. Feel like. Ray was Ray. Ray Ray's an interesting, interesting character. He hasn't had a cheeseburger since he was eighteen. No, but he did get <laughs> he did get catfished by by a dude. By a dude. So he is. Uh, He's, He's a weird individual. Hey, <laughs> shout out to his daughter, though. My uncle uh, met met her a few Ooh. years ago in Connecticut, uh, South Carolina. One of Connecticut the or South Carolina? One, one of the one Carolinas. Of it wasn't Connecticut. I get confused she, all the time. He went to Yukon. I don't know. That's why Connecticut <laughs> popped into my head. But, yeah, I don't know. Down south somewhere. And, I don't know, apparently she's a pretty cool and pretty nice individual. But Well, that's good. So, apparently, that's he knows how to raise a daughter. But that's... Good for Ray. But he doesn't know how to raise his hand and shake the hands of some fucking people that he was supposed brothers with. Yeah. Supposedly a family with. But, hey, well, it is what it is. It's what happens when you're a backstabber. Yeah. I mean, I still think going to Miami was a a terrible move. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, good move for him. He won a championship. But in terms of his relationship with Pierce and KG, he had to know after that they weren't going to talk to him again. Oh, yeah. For less no. money, no less. No. Get out of here, Ray. <coughs> See that? See that poster back there? Yep. I got a poster of the big three, but I put duct tape over Ray Allen's face. That's it's real. It. There is no more. We don't more. play that shit here. Nope. <laughs> Ray is. Uh, Ray has been exiled. Yep. He's uh, probably the only part of that team that got exiled. He is the only part, person on that team that got exiled. Yeah. I mean, I even... guess so. Well, actually, I heard that... Uh, they were having a 2008 reunion soon, and Ray wasn't... At first, he wasn't invited. Rondo organized it, I guess. But I guess... I don't know. A couple months ago, I heard that he was invited. But now I'm starting to feel like... I I totally agree. The relationships... It was uh, good. I mean, P him and... Uh, Pierce and Ray Allen were in China a few months ago doing a camp together. And that's when they made up. They posted on Instagram. They were like... Ray was like, it's all good in the hood, whatever. And for him to not show up to Pierce's ceremony after they had apparently squashed their, squashed beef. their beef makes you think Ray's still, you know, a little petty, <laughs> like he, you said. Well, he's, I think... If, I think if, he's jealous that he's not going to get the respect in Boston that Pierce and KG are getting. Oh, uh, he'll never get it now. He'll never get it, and he knows that, and that's why he wasn't in the building. I feel like he he was probably afraid he'd get booed if he came to the Garden. Yeah. So. Or, <laughs> or he's afraid of KG. I mean, KG don't like him one bit. Yeah, I don't think him and KG ever squashed the beef. I know him and, and Pierce did. Him and Rondo. And I don't know, yeah, I never heard anything about Rondo or KG him and Rondo yeah. never got along anyways. No, that was part of the reason he wanted to leave. Yep. And uh, Rondo came to Doc and said Avery Bradley should be starting over Ray. <laughs> well. Well, at that point, it was kind of time to make the switch. Yep. And we did. We did. Well, Ray kind of did for us. Ray did. But Ray broke up the big three a year earlier than it should have been broken up. Yeah. Because they went to the Eastern Conference Finals. They still had another shot to go at it the next year, and he just jumped ship. Yeah, he, uh, scum. Scum. Backstabber. You can call it a business decision, but that was a little bit more of that. More than that. Yeah. Well, it wasn't a business decision because he took less money. Yeah, that's <laughs> so true. So it was, it was, uh, I have a problem with some people on this team decision. <laughs> yeah, and I'm going to get back at them the only way I know how. Right.
And he did hit that big three and carry LeBron to another ring. So, yeah. or his first ring. That was his first ring. Wasn't it? Heat. No, that was his second ring because he got his first one the year before when they beat us in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yep. Yeah. And then he pulled. He was the original Kevin Durant. Yeah. The original. He absolutely KD. was. He absolutely was. I mean, at that point in time, 2012, if you were a Celtics fan or if you were on the Celtics, you hated the Heat. Yeah. That oh. series was bullshit. The refs were on their side the whole time. It was like we wanted to get back at them next year, and he was like, no, nah, I'm going to join them. Yeah, I'm going to help him. Yeah. And he did. He helped him. He did indeed. When it mattered most. Yep. So I see you got your Larry Bird shirt on today. I do. Larry Legend. Speaking of Larry Legend, did you hear Robert Parrish's comments at the Paul Pierce ceremony saying that Paul Pierce was a better offensive player than Larry Bird? And Larry Bird won Robert Parrish three rings, so I felt like that was kind of disrespectful. But... What do you I, think about that? <laughs> I mean, I I don't know. He, I think to put him over Bird in any category is kind of ridiculous. Maybe if you want to go, if you want to talk one-on-one scoring, because that wasn't as much of a thing when Larry played. Yeah, there was more ball movement. If you want to talk like isolation, then I could I could see maybe Pierce is a better isolation scorer. I mean, than Bird, but who the hell knows? I when we we only know for about Larry, right? But, I mean, you hear all the things. He used to tell people, oh, I'm going to shoot from right here. Right. And he, I was watching something with KG today, and he said Pierce used to do the same thing, though. Pierce, Well, Pierce definitely did it. He told he told Al, Al Harrington. Harrington. He yep. was the first one because Harrington said, I'm going to come out I'm gonna come out and defend yep. you. Buried it right in Harrington's face. In his face. <laughs> that but, was great. That was a great Paul Pierce moment. It was. One of the legend. One of the That's many one that, like, moments. defines him. And the the three you hit over LeBron, even though we lost that series yeah. in Miami, that was a big one. We um, many good memories with Paul. But to get back to your question, I don't, I don't really know how you can put him over Bird. I mean, and we, <laughs> like I said, we only know from highlights. Right. But I mean, he seemed like he was just whenever he wanted to take over a game. Larry, you mean? Yeah, Larry would. He would take it over, and Paul could yeah. take over games, too. Oh, Paul loved uh, to take you know, over games, and, but he could take over games with his one-on-one scoring, pretty much. Larry yeah. could take over games with his passing, with his rebounding. With his with defense. His defense. I mean, Pierce was a good defender, too. Yeah, Pierce would always but got D up the he would, best player. But Pierce became a better defender when KG arrived, and I think everyone became a better defender when KG arrived. He just strengthened up the defense. and But before that, Pierce was a pretty good defender. Yeah. Um, I, but yeah, I Larry. Totally agree. I Larry just, was much better passer. Larry was a much better passer. Much better passer. But not that Pierce wasn't a good passer. No. But if you watch Larry Bird highlights, those passes are—you don't even see passes like that in the NBA nowadays. No. Behind the head. <laughs> he had eyes the, on the back of his head. I swear he did. Behind the back, between the legs. Yep. No look that way, no look the other way. I mean, just, I mean, he was a playmaker Yeah. Uh, in all aspects of it, not just a playmaker that makes people around him better, like right. some of the supposed playmakers uh, nowadays. You I know? think, you know, a lot of people like to compare LeBron to Jordan. I mean, that's been happening ever since he came in the league. I think the closest par- comparison to LeBron is Bird. Probably. I think small forward, around the same size. 
can do everything, defend, shoot, get to the basket, pass. Yeah, they both will. Have, they both have three rings. I think that's a good comparison. That is a good comparison. I never more so really more so than that. than Bird and Jordan. I uh, mean than uh, LeBron and Jordan. Yeah, I um. I think the closest thing to Jordan is Kobe. Oh yeah, I think, I think that is the closest thing. I mean, the, I'll <laughs> ever see to Michael Jordan. I don't know if you've seen the video comparing the two, where it shows like their moves. It oh. starts as Jordan and ends with Kobe. Yep. And they had all like the same exact moves. It was same cool. exact like. Just mannerisms on the court, like they they moved, they ran the same way, they shot the same way, the same you know, the step same back, defense, spin move, talk. defense, talking trash. Yeah, there. Yeah, that's LeBron is LeBron is Bird, Kobe is Jordan. I can, uh, yeah, I can agree. I can agree with that. I think it's a lot better comparison than yeah LeBron. Or you could say LeBron is Magic also. Yeah, because Magic was you know a big guy who could play the point, could facilitate. He and he did what he needed to for his team to win. He took over games. Yeah, but Paul versus Larry, back to Paul versus Larry. Yeah, you got. I, I think mean, three I th- championships versus one. I think Paul did pass Larry on the all-time scoring list, and I think he that more years. Well, that's and that's where. Parish is coming from. I gotta, I gotta think. Yeah. Because I mean, and I don't think it should come down to score more points. Like you said, Paul played more. He played years. more years. Larry had a a short career. He had back problems. Yeah. Know. And he once he once he got to like ten seasons, he he started to have back problems. And he, I mean, scorer. You think of someone who's shooting the ball, and Paul could shoot the ball. Obviously, I mean, yeah, no question with that. But I mean. Larry, and it's an exhibition, but three, three-point championships in a row. Yep. I Pierce mean, won a three-point championship. He had one. He, he did, and th- another one, three to one. And that was another one, three to one. Yeah, but Pier- people didn't even really think of Pierce as a great three-point shooter. I feel like he was underrated in that in that aspect. Well, I remember was, when he went into the competition, no one picked him to win. No, and he's he's just. I mean, I remember it's almost like. How, when people would say he's not in shape because he don't look, he's not all cut up, thing, right. you know. And he, that was just his body type, though. He was exact, never chiseled, like he exactly. Just, and but his, he was strong, though. But in his shooting, like it wasn't. He didn't. I don't know. I, I mean, I wouldn't say it was like the prettiest, prettiest shot. But no, like, it was kind of like it looked like it was moving in slow motion, like yeah. his form. And I mean, he was just but, phenomenal. He could. I never felt more confident than when he was shooting the ball, though. And there's no one else I'd rather have. I mean, let's talk about clutch, the clutch factor. Yeah. Well, I put Pierce, I probably overrate him when it comes to this because I'm just such a Pierce fan and I've seen him hit so many game winners. But oh, I put him over LeBron when it comes to the clutch factor. Oh, that one's, that one's kind of easy. I mean, LeBron, LeBron did <coughs> choke a lot. He chokes, but, I mean, he's had some clutch moments. But, he hit, you know, that game winner he hit last week, LeBron? Yep. That was the fifth buzzer beater. Game-winning buzzer beater of his career. Paul Pierce had more than five. They showed a video the other day where it was like ten of them when he was on the Celtics. And, I mean, he just... And no one ever questioned him in that moment. He was like how when you saw Ortiz coming up in the ninth with a couple guys on, you had 
utmost confidence in him. Right. When you saw Pierce with the ball. Right. Seconds ticking down. He's staring down his defender. And you know he's just going to go to his spot on the elbow. And yeah. Pierce would. He'd go to his spot. Yep. He'd, he'd if wait. He, if he had enough time. He'd wait. Until he had so much confidence that he was going to hit the shot, he didn't want any time left on the clock when he hit it. And he'd so he'd wait till like less than a second, and he would pull up in a guy's face, or he'd he'd pump him. Yep, a little hesitation that, dribble. Yep, <laughs> like he had, right over. he had a few go-to moves, and they seemed to work almost every time. It was almost knew it was coming, and they still couldn't, they couldn't stop, stop it. it. Right, he which was, is that type of thing that KG was talking about comparing him with Bird, where he would say, "I'm going to go to this spot and hit it right in your face," and he would do it. Yep. I don't. I don't feel like LeBron has those kind of cojones. You know what I mean? No, he don't. He, <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't have those cojones because knowing him, he he's the he's the kid that would say LeBron back likes in, to pass in the final seconds sometimes. He was Pierce that, would never pass in the final seconds. He was that kid in gym class. LeBron was a kid in gym class that say, "Watch me hit this shot." Yeah. And they would miss it, and when no one was no one was watching him in the gym, he'd always be making shots. Yeah. You know. <laughs> when the, but when everyone's looking at him. And and that's just you know Tom analogy with the fat kid in gym class, <laughs> but it is what it is. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I think as far as total all-time Celtics, I put them top five. Yeah. Oh yeah. I got I got Bird, Russell, Havlicek, Kuzi, Pierce. It's my top five. I'd say, I mean, I'd say Russell. I like Bill Russell. Russell ahead of Bird? Just because of all the championships? I mean, he's, he is the, he is most of those banners up there, you know? I know. Such, and he's The only thing that, is, when he played in the league, there were only eight teams. Yeah. So that's the only, like, I feel like Bird played in, like, the NBA's prime against the Showtime Lakers. Yeah, he's still able to get three championships out of it. Maybe, maybe he is one. Yeah, you kind of convinced me right there. <laughs> so, yeah, Bird. I'd say. Well, then I'd have to move Bill down to number yeah, two. Yeah, Bill's got to be number two. I mean, eleven rings, you got to be number two. And then, I'd probably say Havlicek's the all-time leading scorer, so I put him third. Ah. Uh... I don't know. I might. I mean, and I only. I didn't. I didn't know Havlicek through. I, I mean, I know most of the legends. Yeah. We know most of the legends through highlights. We, right. Right. We only live through. We know. We know Havlicek stole the ball. Yep. But. Exactly. <laughs> Havlicek stole the ball. Seconds left. But we didn't see all his offensive highlights, so it's hard to judge. Um, I'd say. Just as I mean, when you think of Celtics. Yeah. I think a lot of people are going to, and nowadays, I mean, because we're all younger, we all grew up watching Pierce. I, I think Pierce, probably number three. Yeah. That's, I mean. Havlicek, four. Okay. And then, I. It's tough, because I think Pierce should have won more championships. I'm not saying that's his fault. But during that era, with the 9 KG gets hurt, they were like, what forty forty five and ten at some or something at that yeah. point, and KG goes down. Yep. And then the next year, you know, against the Lakers in the finals, Perk goes down. They lose Game Seven. I just feel like they could have got 
one more, and if they did, I would probably put Pierce higher. They almost did take that against the Lakers. I know. Even without Kenton. I know. But uh, to round out, yeah, to round them out, I'm... I'm having a uh, debate in my head right now between <laughs> uh, I don't know. Something kind of wants me to throw Danny Ainge in there because he's Danny Ainge because he's here. I mean, he's his been, number's not even retired. No, no, but I don't know. He's just you he mean in terms green. of you mean in terms of like. Him being a GM, too? Yes. Just yeah, like, yeah. Okay. Like, I'm saying he was... If we're going to go that way, I would put Tommy in there because he was a player, coach, and broadcaster, and he's been here since the 50s. Well, I was... Yeah, so. I was... I don't know. I mean, <laughs> but, yeah, I don't... I don't know. Hard for me to say. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like... There's a lot of good ones. I mean, it's it's... I mean, it's hard, like, there's, when you look up in the rafters, and I know they kind of retire a lot of numbers, I mean. They get some, they've gotten some, some shit for that, for I retiring mean, too many numbers. But, I mean, you think about it, I mean, there's McHale. But, yeah. Kuzi. McHale, I'd probably put six. There's, I mean, you can, I, you know, you Parrish, Robert Parrish. Parrish. Um, Parrish was great. I mean, even, and for how JoJo little, White, who just passed away. Yep, JoJo. Um, a lot of great players. Casey Jones. I mean, hell, you could even, he wasn't here for long, but you could say KG. I mean, that was the next topic I wanted to get to, is whether you think KG's number should be retired in Boston. I think. And I think it should. And I know he only played six years, and that's rare for a player to get his number retired after six years. But I've never seen a player change a team as quickly as he did. Change the culture. Change the culture. Of Boston. How we went from being 24-58 and 58 in 2007. And having the longest winning, losing streak in history. Right. right. And then we bring in, yeah, Ray was there too. He was... I'm not going to downplay what Ray did. He was, you know, a great player for that team. Yeah, but he ruined it. We already... But, yeah, we already we already went over him. But KG is the one who really changed the culture of that team, and it started on defense, and he was the defensive player of the year that year. Exactly. And he was... I and mean, he just brought that attitude that, like, as a fan, during KG's time here, there's no athlete that you liked more than KG. Like, no, he, he, was, he had that... You got fired up to see him play, because, like, he was fired up, and yeah. it got you fired up. And, you like, saw him slamming his head off the... Uh, yeah. Off, oh, man. I it mean, was like I never saw anyone just change the culture of a team to he just made everyone hungry for a championship and they went and got it right away. They went they ate. Right. And I think for that he deserves to have number five up in the rafters. I I mean I would I'd love to see it. I mean, that would be incredible. But yeah. I the six years I mean yeah. he's to me, when I think of KG, I mean, you kind of always thought about him with the Timberwolves. Right. But once he, I mean, obviously because that was the only team he was with before, but I, when I he came like here, he, he wore that green with, so like, with a pride. pat, with and pride and he understood and 
the history and everything. Like he became friends with Bill Russell and learned from him, and like he was he just a Celtic. embraced. Yeah, he he bled green. He definitely he's the definition of a Celtic. He embraced everything about it and was like, I he was like, I love this shit. Like you saw him at the Pierce thing the other night. Like he's sweating sitting there. Like you know, like Doc's talking about. You know, the way he led that team in 08, and KG just sitting there, like, sweating, pounding his chest. Like, he just feels that passion. Like. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> I mean, even, like, during the game, he's talking to LeBron, yelling yeah. at LeBron. Yeah. Like, and they would, it was cool to watch them taking it in as a fan, too, which he takes it all in as a fan now on Area 21. It's, which it's, is great. If you haven't seen Area 21, check it out. Yep. Check it out. <laughs> follow it on Twitter. And, uh, I. I would love to see it yeah. retired. I don't know if the if the politics. I think it. I think it should be. Yeah. I don't know if the people who are gonna make it happen yeah. are gonna see it that way. And I. I think they should. It depends. Like, I mean, he did. Like you said, he he came and immediately seventeen brought, right. put seventeen right up in the rafters. Right. And gave them. I mean, if he didn't get hurt in '09, they could have gone back and. Gave like a chance you, to win it in 2010, yeah. even in 2011 and 2012, they were still fighting for a championship. When everyone thought he was too old, he was still playing his ass off. Oh yeah. So I don't know. I think he earned it. I think he did too, especially the way like you embraced said, he, the city and the, the the culture and everything. He he was he became a part of Boston. He became right. became one of the faces. One of, it, and I almost feel like he feels more of an allegiance with Boston than he does with Minnesota, even though he played there longer. Because he won a championship here, the history here. Like, Minnesota, before he got there, Minnesota was a joke of a franchise. Yeah, and he brought them. I, I mean, he's just he was one of those people. He could bring everyone, uh, I guess, together and yeah. bring a winning atmosphere around. He just brings that winning atmosphere, you know. He's, yeah. But K Dougie Hamilton. KG. Nobody. Just, I mean, <laughs> total... He was, I mean, he was an icon around Boston. I mean, right. you saw that, that big ass, bald head, damn near seven feet, standing up, walking <laughs> yeah. around, getting all fired up, yelling at, yelling at people, yeah. telling Mello what his wife tastes like, <laughs> getting in fights, uh, yeah. having those hands up, having those big hands up, yep. blocking someone when they'd go, when a foul got called and they'd still shoot it, just running over, swatting. How many players in the NBA do you see doing that now? They all do it. KG started that. Yep. <laughs> and I, like I said before, I think he does deserve it. But put him up there. Put him in the rafters. That's what I'm saying. I'd love to see that. Number that. five. That'd be a hell of a ceremony. I'd love to hear what she could have talked yesterday. I know. Great talker too, KG. Yeah, he is. Great talker. Eloquent. He's someone like you look forward to hearing his press conferences. Exactly. He's he. Uh, Everything he says is well thought out. You can tell he's a deep thinker. He's so passionate about just life in general. <laughs> there was a bar fight out there. Yeah. I love it. I fucking love it. There's a bar fight. The best. But KG to the rafters. KG to the rafters. And we're uh so we're off and running. We uh if you we've had a little green team gush fest over here. We have. Uh, the Paul you Pierce know? tribute got me going. It we spent a lot of time on the green. Yes. But we got we to gotta get to the Bruins. We do. We got some trade deadline trade talk, talk coming up. Uh, we have, I mean, we have a slew of young talent. We got draft picks. We got 
We got Charlie McAvoy. We got Charlie Mack. We got uh, even, like, I mean, talking about it a little last week, Tuka's playing awesome. He's he got his, He had his point Tuka streak going good. for a while. Hudobin, I mean. Hudobin's a hell of a goalie. He is, and he made some crazy saves the other night. Yeah. Um, and they're, uh, right now we're looking, looking after the first intermission. They're down 2-1 to one to the Flames. Um, there's been some names, there's been some names linked with the Bruins. Maybe we, uh... Little Ryan McDonough. Little Ryan McDonough, little, uh... Who is it? What do you know about Ryan McDonough? I heard he's a great, I'm not a huge hockey guy, but I heard he's a great defender, great defenseman. Um, some would argue that he's a top ten defenseman in the league. Some would argue he's top five, some would argue he's not in the top ten. He's... I mean, he's a he's a leader. He's been to what two or three? Well, that's important. Two or three uh, conference finals. Yeah, so that's important when you get a young team. He's got experience. He's and he's at that age where he's a veteran. He's been around for a while. Right. But he's not too old. Where like we, if Chara goes after like next season or two seasons, that. <laughs> We're gonna have another old guy right there. He's still young enough where he's considered middle aged vet. And uh he's I mean he's he's physical, he's he can shoot, he can still like he can score for a defenseman. Um and he's just he's got a knack for the puck. Plays plays the whole length of the ice. He doesn't really Yeah. He's an intense player. He's um you know, he's from what I understand he could be a piece we need to become a Stanley Cup contender. Yeah, he can. Which, I mean, not to say we aren't right now, the way we're playing, but. If you can give up, you know, a couple. That's the thing. What would they have to give up to get him? There's something that came out today that linked them, and they'd probably have to give up uh, Heinen, Kahlo, and, and a pick. Which, good players. I'd rather keep Kahlo. I don't really, I mean, they're all. I mean, Heinen's been pretty good this year. Yeah, Heinen, Heinen's been really good. I mean, all our young guys, I, yeah. it's hard to part with. It's hard to part with anyone, yeah. But a wise man once told me, back in my fantasy baseball days. <laughs> Who was this wise man? He was bald. Uh, he had a must, you know, he's got a mustache. Yeah. Um. His name's Paul. His name's Paul. His name's Paul. He once told me. <laughs> I think me, I know Paul. He once told me, uh, <laughs> you know, you got to give up something to get something. So, yeah, I, wise I, man, wise man. He is a wise. He's very wise. Um, he's he's just very bald. Too. Very bald. <laughs> Extremely bald. I got. I guess I've I got that. Never seen anyone more bald than him. <laughs> I'm a, so yeah, very bald. Uh, I'm. I'm a you're, close, you're second. A close second. He's, close he's second. the baldest man ever, and you're a close second. Yeah, so I'm working my way to being the baldest man ever. <laughs> there you go. Um, I see some stubble up there on top. I do. I need to get a little. Sh- I need a little. Get a little <laughs> shave. Throw a little shaving cream up there. Take the Gillette. There you go. You yeah, know? Gillette shout out. Um, they paying you for that? No. <laughs> they should though. They should. Um, but he said, you know, you need to give up something to get something. Like I like I was saying, I'd, I'd rather keep Carlo. I like Carlo. I think he's got a lot of potential, and he's he very fits very well with this team. Yeah. Not that Heinen doesn't, um, but 
you know, they, the Rangers want something. Heinen and a couple picks maybe. Uh, okay. Or maybe if we can't, if maybe Heinen and a guy from uh, from Providence and a pick or maybe a, two picks if they don't. Because uh, we got a couple guys in juniors yep. that are supposed to be real good once they make the step up. One, I think one actually just made the leap uh, and scored a goal the other night for Providence, one of his first okay. games. I forget, I forget his name. There's one guy with a freaking weird name. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know we're talking a hockey. Freaking weird name. <laughs> I know we're talking hockey, but it, it's like one of those like Russian or German names that's yeah. just got way too many syllables and like <laughs> half of them you can't really say together. Um, so you know, we there's so we got some pieces. We got pieces, and I'd rather. I'd rather go after McDonough. He's still got a, a year on his contract. Yeah. After this year. And how old is he, McDonough? Twenty-seven or twenty-eight. Look that up real quick. I think he's. I think he might be. Might have started this year. Twenty-seven. He's going to end at twenty-eight. I don't know when his. Okay. Uh, birthday is though. But if the price is right, bring him in. I'd say I'd say bring him right in. Put him. I don't know if you want to break up Char and McAvoy. They've been so good together. Um, and but who's to say they couldn't beat McDonough and McAvoy couldn't be even better? But right, um, McDonough's twenty eight. He's twenty eight. So I mean, you keep Carlo and you put him with Carlo on the second line, or and then he moves his way up to the first line yeah. by the start of next year. I mean, we'll be looking a defense. A defense will look very strong. But if we make that move. You think we we got a chance? I think we got a lot it, better. Taking it all the way this year. I think we got a lot better chance, and I think, you know, we got we got that first the first line of forwards. I mean, um, Bergeron, Pasternak, and uh, Marshawn. Marshy. I mean, those guys they can light the lamp whenever yeah. they want. Oh yeah, that line is lethal right there. And then. I mean, all of our lines really. We got, yeah. we all got motivated, hungry pieces. We got a hungry team. Thanks to Bruce Cassidy. Thanks to Bruce, <laughs> damn Cassidy. He, uh, which we just passed the one-year anniversary of uh, Claude Julian getting the boot on the Patriots parade day. Oh yeah, too bad we. Uh, it's been. I forget what the they were going through the numbers, the record in the last year for since. Cassidy took over, and it's almost a full season, and it's like, oh, he's it's got a damn good record. He's got an incredible record. record. I, I do remember hearing, yeah. hearing someone say it last week or two yeah. weeks ago, but it was, uh, it was definitely a very, uh, it was like, a, I mean, something. Jesus, if we had a, the, that record at the end of this year, I think we'd be, we might be the top seed. Yeah, I mean, easy. I think by a landslide. What a difference a coach makes, though. I yeah. mean, <laughs> I mean, it is wild that we've also no not to take away from the players and what they've accomplished, but you just look at the contrast between you see guys here and Cassidy and his see, willingness to play the young guys and let them develop exactly. And these young guys got cojones, cojones. They got, they got cojones. cojones. Claude didn't have the cojones to play them. Nope. But these young guys got cojones. They go in. They'll. I mean, 
and they're not taking stupid shots either. They these guys move the puck around. They yep. it doesn't get trapped anywhere. You know, they're not one guy get it and then no one else is touching it. You know, no passengers. No, that's their motto. No passengers. Exactly. Everyone's going in, crashing the board, crashing the. Not in Boston. Not in Boston. So, we also, um, I mean, this Bruins team, they're playing, starting to slide a little in the past few games, not looking to shop, but, yeah. I mean, they went on such a run, you expect them to fall off a little bit, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, even if we can't get McDonough, or we don't get McDonough, we still got, I mean, Regardless really. of what we do with the deadline, I'm happy with this team right now. It's hard not to be. No, yeah, it's very hard not to be. This team's yeah. definitely, I don't know if they're overachieving. They're probably overachieving a little bit. But they're... I heard someone say the other day, and I kind of agree with this, that they're a little bit like the Celtics last year. A little bit. Like the lovable, you know, like they're... Hard-working they're team. They're overachieving, you know, putting themselves up there with the, the best teams in the league, but you don't really have a feeling like they're going to win a cup. Not yet. Not yet. Um, but, like we were saying, McDonough, I think McDonough puts them right up in there. Yeah. Right up in that talk. Sure. Um, there was also talk of uh, Rick Nash and maybe, like, a Vander Kane becoming available yeah. or being available. Um, Kane's more of a – he's a scorer. Yeah. Kind of more of a freelancer, but he's – I think he's just 24, 25, so, and we'd have to give up a lot to get him, so why right. give up a lot of young guys or picks for one young guy that's only signed to the end of this year? Right. I don't, I don't want He's a rental. Yeah. I'd rather not see them go after him. I mean, if they want to make a splash, there'll be a name to bring in, you know, but it's not like they need to bring, in, bring a name in to bring people in the seats to get asses in those seats. No, they're not desperate. In any way right now. No. They're, they're Speak, getting asses in those seats. Speaking of getting asses in those seats. The socks. I'm trying to get my ass in those seats. But, regardless. <laughs> <laughs> the socks. Let's go to the socks. <laughs> we can go into the socks. Um, they ain't. Well, I shouldn't say. They always get asses in the seats, actually. They'll, because everyone loves to go to Fenway in the summer. It's warm out. You know, everyone loves, even if the team's shitty. Yep. Yeah, but, and that's the thing. I don't know if they're going to see a big drop-off in asses in the seats. No, they'll have because plenty of asses. They'll have their ass quota fulfilled. Ass quota fulfilled. <laughs> ass capacity. 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 I like that. <laughs> um, but you think about it, it's the same team coming back. Yeah. Same David Price. Same David Price. <laughs> same Chris Sale. But... What what do we just say about Claude? Since Claude left, we got a little bit of a new we got a new, new manager situation here. You Not the what, little leader. You know what happened the last time the Sox brought in a new manager? We did win a World we Series. We did win a World Series. We sp I spoke on that last we week did. a little. It was the Bobby Valentine effect. I think that was the and I don't know if we're gonna see the same thing here. I'm not saying that because we brought in players no. after Bobby V left. Right, and it we wasn't in just that Napoli and Gomes and all those clubhouse guys. Yep, brought a lot of clubhouse guys in. Koji, Koji was great that year. Brought him in. He was, he was a great closer for us that year. Yeah, 
Um, At 39 years old, just comes in and has the best year of his life. <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? <laughs> Who would have thunk it? Found that found so the youth for Farrell got lucky with that one, actually. But, but I mean, the team, it's not, they're not bad. I mean, the, the most of the American no. League is below their talent level. And they're they're, not bad. The, and they, you always. And they have a hear, better pitching staff than the Yankees. We do. And you always hear. Games, the one on the field, not on paper. On paper, and that's all we're looking at right now. I mean, pitches and catches literally just got there today. But like you would said, pretty much everyone's already there except for Pedroia. Yeah. Um. So I don't, I don't think. I mean, I think it's we're still looking at a, a potential playoff team. I mean, two back to back. But are they going to get? Are they going to lose in the first round again? Because people are going to get sick of that. Well, yeah, exactly. I'm already sick of it. I'm sick of it. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd rather. Maybe you know, we're, what's we're, the point of being one of the best teams all year if you're just going to get bounced in the first round? Yeah, and I mean, we're we're spoiled here. So, we are spoiled, but but that's just the way it is. Exactly. That's, we have, you know, our we teams. Have, our teams have raised the bar over the last few years. Where and the Red Sox being not part of that. The Red Sox they won three. It's They're, not acceptable to lose in the first round. Hell no, it is not. It's right. definitely not acceptable. I don't care what all you old timers say that went through all the heartbreak, you know, in the Bucking it through the legs. Bucking it through the legs, pesky holding the ball too long, Bucky freaking dent. I don't want to hear about that shit. In the twenty first century in Boston, it's not acceptable to lose in the first round of the playoffs. Nope. There's we don't a do new that. standard set There's around. a new here. standard. And I think they the shot uh they did talk about, they talked Maz's point. Uh, we got to keep sale kind of fresher towards the end of the year. Right, they can't overused be, him last year. Can't be throwing him, in the, bringing him out for the fifth inning after he's already got 95 pitches and whatever he was doing at the end of the year, foul, stupid ass. Yeah. Supposed to be a <laughs> pitching coach, couldn't even figure that out. Go figure. Oh, man. Or, or a pitcher specialist type thing, whatever. They and, did, though. They worked him way too hard last year. And, I mean, I'm sh- so we, who's to even say that the one outing we saw of playoff Chris Sale is that? Who's to say that's him? You know, I don't think it is. I think, I think the we guys. We talked about this last week. He doesn't, have the, he doesn't have that mental makeup of a guy who just craps his pants in the playoffs. No. And <laughs> there's. He's way too. He's too much of a competitor for that. And there's still so many free agents out there. I mean, you Davis just signed. Yeah. Pretty sure Jake Arrieta is still a free agent. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't mind bringing in an arm. I mean, everyone keeps talking about J.D. Martinez. I wouldn't mind bringing in an arm. And then you got Eddie Rodriguez coming out of the bullpen. Or you can trade him for some, for a piece, you know? Trade, right. Package him and one of the few guys you got left in your mind is for, you know, just some sort of semi, someone who could hit the ball, hit with some power, you know, something. Yeah. I'm not saying, I'm, at this point, I don't even want J.D. Martinez. I don't really want him either. It seems like he wants too much money. I, if they want to sign him for a year, right, 25 mil for the year, fine. But he's, he wants too much money. He's overrating himself. But I want, I want us to. Uh, Next year, go after Bryce Harper. Exactly. <laughs> there they you have, go. 
pay him four hundred million, whatever. whatever the hell he wants. <laughs> well, how old is he? He's I, he, he's like our age, twenty five. Yeah, pay so him four hundred million. He's just entering his prime, even though he's already nasty. Put him in a Red Sox uniform. Put him out in center field. Bye bye, Jackie Bradley Jr. Right. Or put him in right. I mean, the guy's a stud. You know, we can move people around, put him somewhere. <laughs> we'll move around whatever we need to move around to accommodate Bryce Harper. Exactly. And well, watch him put it up on the Budweiser. On the Budweiser uh, it's actually porch. Sam Adams now. Oh, they oh took actually, over yeah. the sponsorship. They did. <laughs> they did. Did you know the Sam Adam, the face on the Sam Adams bottle is really Paul Revere? Is it really? Because Sam Adams was an ugly bastard. That's why? Supposedly. That's I got to see I what Sam Adams looked like. Apparently he was an ugly bastard. And he, and he he didn't want to be on the bottle, his own bottle. I don't know. He didn't want to be on it. That was his decision. I don't know. <laughs> but the part I I do know he was an ugly is, bastard. Is that he was an ugly bastard, Paul Revere on the on the bottle. All right. Um. Anyways, sidetrack <laughs> a little bit. That but was a good little tidbit, though. It was fact of the day. Yep. Fact of the Tuesday. On Fat Tuesday. How about that? It's Mardi that. Gras today. Is it Fat Tuesday? It is. Wow. Well, I think it's Mardi Gras. I think it's a week thing or something. Okay. I don't know. Right. But they're partying. They're partying. They're partying in New Orleans. Tits are out for the boys. And the beads. <laughs> and the beads. So those beads out there, you got to see some tit. <laughs> but back to the Sox. Uh, they are down south. They're, who knows? They might even be at a strip seeing some tit tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you never Celebrating know. Mardi Gras in Florida. Something tells me David Price is hanging with Astro instead. But. He he probably is. <laughs> he uh, we heard from David Price. We today. heard from David Price today. We need to get to that. Speaking on our good friend David Price, I'm good sure friend I, of the media. Yeah, <laughs> we're not even sports media. I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, I guess technically we, we, we are, are sports media, but we're not. Uh, we're not press pass media. No, but we're he probably n- still doesn't like us. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. I'll, we'll see. I'll do a. We'll have to do an experiment yeah. where uh, we maybe we'll do some tweets at David. Let's get David Price on the show, huh? We'll try and get him on the show. We'll see. <laughs> get in touch with Astro. Yeah. Throw Astro. Throw. Yeah. We'll give give Astro a ring. Throw him a freaking bone and say, hey, let's, let's get David to call in or come by and be a guest. Have him call in just so I can hang up on him. Yeah. You know? Tell him, you know. Man up in the playoffs, like we just said, there's a standard set here around Boston. Yep. You can't live up to that hype, or if you can't live up to it, then don't try to be something you're not and just embrace what you got. Right. You know, if if he can't do it as a starter, he should just embrace coming out of the bullpen. He was all right out of the he bullpen was, last he was, year. He was solid he out was of the bullpen. Not all, Yeah, not just all right. No, he, he was, was really he was good. good. He was really good. If that's what he wants to do. And who's who knows? You know, maybe. Kind of an expensive middle reliever, but. It, who knows? It's I mean, it's kind of somewhat a contract year for him. If he yep. wants to leave, yep. then he's got to play his ass off. Which he wants... does want to leave, yeah. I think. Oh, yeah, I think. <laughs> I don't think he likes it here. As uh, um, as we said with the – I mean, today he was with the media. Uh, and he was asked how much he likes Boston and if whether or not he likes the fans. And he didn't say yes. He didn't say he likes the fans. He just said, yeah, they're all right. Like, I don't remember exactly what he said, but he was like, yeah, they're all right. You know, like, it's been a tough couple of years, but I'm just trying to get better. Like, he kind of avoided the question. So he doesn't like Boston fans. No. <laughs> and, I mean, 
we don't really like him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just because if, if he played better, if the he one performed, thing he said, yeah, the one thing he said today that was completely true was winning cures everything. Yes. So go win, and we'll shut up. Exactly. <laughs> go pitch your ass off with your special elbow. Yep. Your unique elbow. Unique elbow. Such a unique elbow. And let's show us something. Show yeah. us more of what you're made of. We saw a Cy Young award winner a few years ago back in Toronto or right. Detroit um, or De both. Detroit, I believe it was. Um, you know, give us something like that. Give us a guy who goes out on the mound who isn't afraid. I mean, I remember when he first came in, when he was coming out of the bullpen, and again, it's a bullpen, but when he was coming out of the bullpen for the Rays in the playoffs, right? he was shutting everyone down. Yeah. I mean, he well, was... His only postseason wins have come from the bullpen. Yeah, he was dominant. But and he can't... He hasn't proven to be a good starter in the postseason, and unfortunately. Maybe that's something... He did... He was talking about Cora a bit today, He's, and oddly enough, talked about uh, Manager John... Manager John. But he never referred to his new coach, Alex Cora, as manager Alex. So I don't know if there's something. I think that's kind of like a wise-ass comment I, towards John. I don't think him and John got along too well. But he always called him manager John manager anyways. Manager John. That's interesting. And I wonder if he's going to be more comfortable with Alex Cora as the manager. You just start calling Shaughnessy, journalist Shaughnessy. Journalist, journalist Dan. <laughs> journalist Dan. Journalist Hair. Uh, journalist Shank. He, uh, you know, he's he's got to perform. That's the bottom line. He has got to get it done. If he wants. David Price has got to get it done. He's got to make the pitches. <laughs> he's got to. Get the outs. He's got a he's got a hell of a lineup to shut over and shut down over in New York. Yeah, good luck with that one. And uh, you know he's he's got a. I mean, he can't feel the pressure. He might feel too much pressure. I think you know? he does, and I think it's it's clear. I mean, we'll see how he does this year. He seems to be coming out trying to have like a new attitude or whatever. But you can kind of tell it's still the same, David Price. Like yeah. he's. He's trying to say the right things and not, you know, get shit from everyone. But you can tell it was, yeah. It's uh, almost. Shaughnessy asked him, um, you know, are you going to be answering to the media this year or whatever? And he said, he was like, yeah, as long as you know, don't come with any negativity. Which, like, he just can't deal with negativity. He's. Which is, if you're afraid, if you can't deal with negativity, then you're going to be trying to avoid negativity. You're going to be thinking about it. You're going to be, it's going to get into your head and you're going to be like, so afraid of failing that you're you're gonna fail. You gotta, <laughs> Basically, you gotta stop being so sensitive, right? And just just go do out there your and job. Pitch. Go out there and pitch like you know how. Take Bill's friggin' line. Do your job. Do your go job. out there and do what you have to do. Right? Don't don't bitch out Eckersley on the team plane. Which he which someone brought that up yeah. to him, and he said, "Well, if he wants to talk." Uh, then he can he can come talk to me. And we can figure we can talk right. it out or whatever. Right, like it's his problem. Yeah, like hey, it's Eckersley's problem, and I don't have to do anything. It's I mean it's obviously all Price's fault, and it's you know I mean he was the one who was acting an asshole, yeah, acting like an asshole, and Eckersley's a media guy, like you said, so like you gotta you gotta man up a bit, you know, you can't take negativity. Especially coming from someone who's been around the block, who knows the game. Yeah. If in Boston, if you 
don't respond the right way to negativity, all the negativity is just going to pile up. Oh, exactly. And then, it, then people are going to get on you for the way you handle the negativity. Exactly. And then it's just going to And then you got to mishandle it again. Thing. Exactly. You just got to say the right thing and just shake it off like or, the Patriots do. <laughs> or at this point, just shut up and just Yeah, go just shut do your it. mouth and do your job. And that, That's and, it. You know, and not give us anything to, you know, talk shit about. Right, uh, right. To beat you up about. But something tells me it's not going to work out with him. No. In Boston. I mean, maybe it's be, a little maybe it's a little selfish, but if he wants to have a phenomenal year, by all means, go out and pitch your ass off, and then get the hell out of here. Right? You know, go sign somewhere else. Go, yep. go down to, go down to Houston. You know, that's where isn't that where he's from? Is that where he's from? I don't know. Is, is that why I figured that's why? I he know named he went his to dog, Vanderbilt. Figured that's why he named his dog Astro. Astro. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. I always wanted to be on the Astros, so I named my dog Astro. <laughs> no, They're nice go, down there. He needs to go to whichever team has the least interested fan base in media. He should go to the Milwaukee Brewers. Milwaukee, yeah, someone where just nobody cares. But, nobody oh, you can go back to Tampa. Him. Yeah, it was great for him. Yeah, Tampa was great for him because they only had thirty lots people of empty in the stands. Seats, lots of empty seats. You know, reporters no one, aren't harassing you, getting on you about stuff. You can just go about your life and. Nobody paying attention, you know. Yep. But it is uh it is interesting to see. I mean, if you would have told me, you know, three years ago that we would have David Price and Chris Sale in our starting rotation, you would think that's that's a dynamite staff right there. But think Price, we'd have a couple twenty game winners, right? You know. But Price hasn't lived up to that. Who'd have thunk the last two twenty game winners uh Sale and Porcello. Porcello. Ricky P. Pretty Ricky, who was original originally in Boston fame when Eucalyptus uh, ran out and threw the helmet at him. Right, right. And then he got him in a headlock, started punching him. That yep. was classic Uke. I was there. That was it. Was a good. You time. were there. I was there with <laughs> with the Paul. Good, no, I was there with uh, Donald J. Murray. Donnie Murray, huh? Yeah, good old Donnie good Murray. Old Donnie and, Murray. Uh, Holy Cross. Um, Hell of a ball player. Yeah, Holy Cross baseball <laughs> fame. Yep. Um, and uh, independent league fame right He's now. doing his thing. Yeah, he is. Shout but out to Donnie. Shout out to Donnie. <laughs> um, but, yes, I mean, I'd love to see us get another arm. There's oh, still yeah. plenty of arms out there. There's still plenty of players out there. Eduardo Nunez still isn't signed. This has been I, the most uneventful baseball offseason I can remember. And I think <laughs> I think – People said it's collusion by the teams. I think it's everyone's got the same idea that we were talking about earlier. Wait for next year. Manny Machado. Right. Bryce Harper. Um, right. Why put, yeah. Why invest in J.D. Martinez when you can wait for Bryce Harper? Like, come on. I mean, those are the two biggest names on the free agent uh, list next year. But yeah. I know that it's a very deep free agent class next year. And it's, yeah. They're going to be making buku bucks. Yeah. And... So a little more, a little more hot stove action next year. Oh yeah, plenty of it. And who knows? Maybe it's probably going to start trade deadline this year. You know? Oh yeah. Rental players going out. I mean, yeah. we were talking about the NHL trade deadline earlier. Talking about rentals, guys. You can get for half a year. Guys, you can get for a year and a half. I mean, who's to say? Come trade deadline, one of those guys don't become available, and then all of a sudden, you know, we can talk them into staying. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of and they won't even hit free agency. You know. 
make a deal for someone. Not like we have enough to make a deal. Right. <laughs> and apparently not like we got the cojones to make a deal either, considering we could have had a good deal for Stanton. Stanton, And yeah. apparently we didn't even pitch a deal, right. supposedly. Which just makes no sense. I mean. That's just, that's just lazy. Yeah, it's just <laughs> lazy, and that's uncommitted. Yeah. That's, you know, basically. It's like, how much do you really want to get better? How much does ownership want this team to get better? And that's the reason for the lack of buzz around the team. Right. And it's it's a shame because, like I was saying earlier, this team, I mean, they got ninety back, back-to-back back 90-plus win years, 93 win years. First time they've ever won the AL East back-to-back years, and they which, got nothing to show for it. Which, like we said, nothing to show for it. But they, regardless, it's still a good baseball team. It's, right. They're still a good team. At least team. we know we're there. We're, but but there's, and it's, there's a once you get to the playoffs, it's like I think it's the mental aspect. It is, and it's almost it's weird that it almost and like I said, we asked, we have been spoiled. We both both agreed we've been spoiled around here. But yeah. it's almost it's weird that a team that has a chance to make the playoffs. I mean, potentially. It's always it's always been said baseball comes down to pitching. Yeah. I mean, you know, who knows in October those bats in New York go cold and you know, take a take a series, sneak a series, I'm not saying just New York, but right. I don't think I don't think we're catching Houston. Houston's a juggernaut themselves, yeah. but um you know, who's to say they don't win around or something? But for a team and I know they didn't make any moves. They brought back the same exact team. Right. Um, Mitch Moreland's coming back. Mitchie four bags, <laughs> but uh, oh, Mitchie two bags. Mitchie whatever two you want to call him. Four bags when he goes deep. Four bags when he goes yard. Um, but no. So, I like it's it's amazing that there's such a lack of buzz for a team that made the playoffs the past two years. Won the division the past two years. Exactly. And you and think they'd be a step or two away from. Taking it all the way, hopefully. Exactly, and I don't. I don't know if it's they think that they got enough, like that they already have enough. But how could they think that based on the way they finished the last two years? Because the and based on how much better the Yankees got. Because they. <laughs> that sounds just delusional. To me. It. I mean, it does, but I mean that's. It must be what they thought because they haven't really made too much of a splash. Yeah. No splash. The only splash they made is that now it just came out that the offer's not as close to 125 mil for whatever J.D. Martinez as it was originally said. Now it's closer to 100 million, which, okay. you know, it's better, 20, 20 mil a year for five years. But like I said before, I don't even want to see him in a Sox uniform. No. I said last week, I think. Five years, how old is he? Oh, I think he's in his thirties already. Yeah, he's not young. No, he's he's been around for a while, and right. like we said, last he's been week, up and down. He hasn't been a stud every year. No, he had his career high last year, right? And that was like by a landslide, right? He had so now he just wants the big bucks off of that one year. <laughs> exactly. Now he's gonna get off the HGH that he was just on. Yeah, and so he's gonna test clean and gonna hit twenty home runs. Yeah, not interested. Yeah, no. Not interested. Give me Bryce Harper next year. I'd rather see Bryce, that beard, that, oh, he, 
He's like a KG kind of guy. He's an intense player. Yeah. He plays the game right. Plays it oh, yeah. hard. Plays to win. He would fit in here. He sure. would. He he would be a culture changing figure. Yep. Um, he'd bring that attitude. You know. He just absolutely come hard. The attitude that Pedroia has always brought, but he's never been able to lead with. Right. Pedroia's a hard worker. Comes. He plays the game right. Works hard. Gets dirty. He hasn't been able to lead then. Because when he has to lead, he's, I mean, from last year. I think Pedroia's been a decent leader. I mean, I don't, if I was one of the players, if I was, who was it, Matt Bonds? Hit him, hit, yeah. went after Machado last year. Yeah. If I was Matt Bonds, I would have been so pissed. Oh, that's Pedroia right. Pedroia saying no, that was that's all that. That was messed up. For me, right there, he's not a leader. That, yeah. You know, he's... That he's honestly, out. and he's been around for, what, 10, 10 plus years now. And that changed my opinion of him. I thought I knew him before that. Like, I thought he... I didn't think he would make a comment like that. No. I, like, why... You gotta stand up for your teammates. Right. First and foremost, you're gonna no go matter to, what happens... It's, it's, if you're going to war, even if those your teammate ones... is in the wrong and the other guy's in the right, you stick by your teammate. <laughs> exactly. That when you're going to war in the games, that's who you're going to war right. with. Let's go to war. I mean, Johnny Gomes was the one who said it during the uh, playoffs, the parade or whatever. Yeah. Forget the war, the war stat. stat. Who do you want to go to war with? Exactly. Yeah. And and after that, I don't want to go to war with Pedroia. No, not after that. No. He sees his buddy on the other side of the lines. You're gonna say, "Oh no, no I'm not. We're not. I'm not shooting at you with them." No, no, no. <laughs> after yeah, that, I mean, I didn't think he was that type of guy. I thought Pedroia was a team first player, but that should have been a spark of a rivalry. That should have lit a fire under all their asses. Right. And so that's that. He kind of like took the air out of it by doing that. You so know, that's that's the the mental aspect that. They're missing when it comes to October. They don't have that fight. No. They got no one that's going to step up and, you know, and, I mean. I would love someone that As got, much as I don't like him, I would love to see them get someone like Josh Donaldson. Yeah, he's Someone a, that's ready to start a brawl. He's you, a fighter. He's yeah. A, he's a if you throw a ball near him, you know, under his chin, he's coming out to the mound every time. Exactly. And it's like, we don't have that. We got a bunch of just passive you know they're happy getting ninety wins a year and dancing after the games in the center field and yeah that's it you know and it's it's funny because it's never how it used to be you know no nope. even Ortiz's last year wasn't like that you know he was um, I mean it was still it was mainly the same roster but they had a little bit of an edge to them right you know and that obviously that, now looking back that came from from Ortiz yeah. That, yeah, he and he was always, I mean, you know, at, he was always that fired up guy. Yeah, but I mean, 2013, that speech he gave in the dugout before Gomes hit that home run. Yep, they don't have anyone to, you know, pull them all aside and be like, let's, you know, just focus play our really game, good. focus, relax. They don't have anyone to do that. No, I mean, we need to get someone. We do need to get someone yep. to do that. Yeah, I think it's hard for a pitcher to do that. I I thought it might have been Chris I think Hale good, last year. Getting but. good clubhouse guys right now is just impo- as important for this team as getting. Good players. <laughs> yeah, we got to get that clubhouse right. Yep. Get everyone on the same page. Get everyone fighting. Yep. Fighting for one common goal. And that is a World Series. A World Series, of course. But 
Before we end, we didn't spend too much time on the Pats this week. Nope. We did. We did want to mention good old uh, Trey Flowers, long lost <laughs> special cousin Marquise Flowers. Special cousin. <laughs> He's real special. He, he, he is he, special. He's, he's special real special. Guy. He got called up by good locker by, room guy. Good locker by room Greg guy. Bedard, <laughs> and uh, he he didn't take too kindly to it. He said, uh, you know, don't question Belichick. Basically, yeah. When Belichick's been to more Super Bowl or has more Super, been to more Super Bowls than you've been with women or something like that. that. Was he was one. a little petty. That was after, a good one. After getting criticized, speaking of not taking criticism well, um, and this was to which writer? I think it was Greg Bedard. Greg Bedard. Um, Greg Bedard. And you know, it's uh, it's out so of character. More... Been to, Belichick's been to eleven Super Bowls in total. Greg's been with ten and a half chicks. Yeah. So how many over under on how many women Greg Bedard has been with? We we got the over under <laughs> at ten and a half. All right. We got we can do a poll. <laughs> if you got, uh, or we can ask Greg Bedard. Yeah, we could ask Greg Bedard. See that. if he remembers his his body count. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, it's another uncharacteristic thing about this Patriots offseason. You know, someone speaking out right to the media yep. on criticism. It's not the Patriot way. I wonder what Bill thinks about that. No, it's even though be... he was defending Bill, I can't imagine Bill's too happy. Yeah, it was like probably like Bill saying, you know, like thanks but no thanks. Thanks but no thanks. You know, should have just kept your mouth shut. Yeah. And who's to say Marquise even comes back next year? You know, who's good chance he won't. Yeah, he did, he didn't have a great Super Bowl, and that's where no. that's where Bedard was kind of nobody well, on the defense had a great Super Bowl. <laughs> no, no, but that's what Bedard was pointing out. And, yeah, you know, it is. Uh, it's interesting, definitely interesting. We'll yeah. have to we we'll have to keep paying attention to the Patriots. Patriots off season's gonna be getting real rolling soon. We'll have some yep. draft stuff for you guys. Still so. getting over the Super Bowl loss, but it's time to move on to off season stuff now. Exactly, we're on to twenty eighteen, baby. Twenty eighteen. Looking for number like six. Like Bill would say, we're already five weeks behind all the other teams. Exactly. Time to get ro- the ball rolling. Yep. All right. So we, uh, you know, week two, another one in the books. Another one in the books. Less technical difficulties this time. I think this one went really smoothly. I, th- I like it. I know. We're, we're getting there, man. We're getting there. But thank you for tuning in. We'll see you guys. Oh, you'll hear from us next week. Damn right. Boston's Big Podcast.